Well, I, I heard that the children will be in the service today. Uh, the ones who are, I guess, first grade and uh, up to teenagers. Teenagers here all the time. Uh, so uh, the young people, I have a treat for you because I'm going to be talking to you also. Um, so I might call on you, Gabby. I don't know, you know. So you got to make sure that you are paying attention. What I'm going to do, I have, um, I, w- I was going to buy something sweet for the kids, but um, my wife reminded me that, that uh, some kids don't eat, they don't eat sweets. So, <laughs> so I said, well, what I'm going to do, I'm going to give some money away. So therefore, the children now, not the teenagers now, so no, I, I saw the teenagers' eyes, you know, why, no, the teenagers, no, 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 no. This is just for the kids who would normally would be out of the service. They're in service today because it's a, it's a fifth Sunday. But I have some money, and I know kids really don't know what it is, but uh, just in case, <laughs> just in case, you know, you can ask your parents, you know, and your parents probably would be able to, to tell you. But now, in order to get that, you are going to have to really pay attention now. You're going to have to really pay attention. Uh, because I'm not going to give you anything special. I'm not going to uh, do anything like that. It's going to be the same adult message, but you're going to have to pay attention. Now, I know that you're smart because your parents tell me that, that you think you're smart. So, therefore, you are smart. So, uh, listen up. And at the end of the message, I'm going to give you an opportunity to win some money. Now, is that okay, parents? So, because I don't, don't want to do anything against your will, you know, okay? <laughs> okay. Today's message is called, How to Make Sure That the Word Changes You. You remember last week, we talked about, um, uh, you know, just basically, I guess how the Word works and things like that, and, and we had a guest speaker, we talked about the uh, yeast bread making. And I had a guest from uh, Magnolia Foods, Willa Payne, and he, he explained uh, the, the technical things about uh, yeast bread. And he taught us that you just can't take yeast and put it in any bread and expect for things to uh, be proper as far as rising and, and it tastes good. You have to, have to have a mixture there. Now that answered a question your mama said, because my question was, you know, God, if the word is like yeast, then why is it that people can, all over the world, all over the nation, you know, sit in church and not be changed? That was my question. Okay? So uh, it led me to finding out about yeast because I didn't know about yeast. So that's in the messages on the, on the uh, website, and you can hear that. Now, I ended at that point, and some people thought that probably I was going to tell you, but I didn't, uh, because number one, I had to go seek God and find out really what he wanted as a mixture. I had to find out really was such a thing as a mixture for spiritual things like the Word of God, because the Word of God is alive, so why does it need anything working with it, you see? So I, I really didn't know it, so I had to really pray about it. Now, also during that time of prayer... Uh, two weeks ago, I was asking God, well, God, you know, there are so many environments that we come from. My wife and I come from different environments. All of, everybody comes from different environments. We have different things that affect our lives. And even if, the, if we have some of the similar or, or same things uh, happening to us, we respond differently because we are different people. So I said, well, God, I needed to know really, uh, how this thing works, because even though we're talking about yeast, we're talking about bread, that's a natural thing. When we're talking about the Word of God, it's a spiritual thing. And I said, people are starting from all different places. So how is it that we really need a mixture on this thing? How is it that we can give people a formula? Because you remember I had 10 questions, approximately 10 questions that I needed to answer. I answered one and a half, or one and a part of one. Uh, last week, and I'll attempt to answer another one this Sunday. Uh, but I said, well, you know, I don't want a pat answer like, okay, this is what you do to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. This is what you're going to do. 
A, B, C, D, E. You got it. Everybody will do that, and you got it, you know? That is not it. I know that was not it. So I was asking God, okay, I don't want a mechanical formula because there's no such thing spiritually. So therefore, what do we do, God, with all different people, all different ethnic backgrounds, all different environments affecting what do we do to make sure everyone is conformed to the image of Jesus Christ when I start talking about this mixture? Well, it led me to ask a question that, well, suppose uh, we had people were like paint, okay? Can you have different colors of paint, all different colors of paint, and, and turn that, all those different colors into one color? Now, I didn't have the answer, and I, I, I didn't want to ask you because I didn't think you would know either. So I called James C. Davis uh, and talked to a paint mixer. This has been two weeks ago. This is when the same time I was, I was praying about the yeast thing, and, and um, he told me about Willow Payne. But I didn't use that last week because it didn't apply, but it does this week. So I said, well, what can you do if I bring you 10 different types of paint, different, 10 different colors, what can you do with it to get all one color? So he didn't understand. Of course, he thought I was weird. So I said, I said, wait, I said wait a minute. I, I'm, you know, I need an illustration for uh, my message, and I don't know anything about paint. We bought paint from you, you know, this Cornerstone Community Church. So, so tell me the truth. Now, I got to know the truth because I don't want to stand. I have a painter in my congregation. Don't, come, don't tell me something that he, he already knows is not right, you know. Uh, so we talked a little bit more, and he said, I know. No, he said, this is what he told me first of all. You can't do it. That's what he said. You cannot do it. He said, you, he said um, when, I, when you brought us these, these colors, we started out with, with a um, neutral base. I said, you mean white base? No, 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 not white, because white is a color. It has to be a neutral base. And we start off with neutral, and we put a, a mix here, mix there, mix this, there, and then we got all the different colors you said you wanted. I said, okay. Every person is not neutral. We start off with all these different environments. I need an illustration to tell me something about that. If, 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 it, if it's not true that, that uh, you can do it, then I won't use that as an illustration. So he said, uh, wait a minute. He said, he said, I know I can't get it the same color, but I can get everything you bring me. I don't care what color you bring me. I can turn it into some type of brown. I said, you can? He said, yeah, I can turn it. You bring me anything. I don't care what, what it is. I can turn it into some type of brown. I said, are you sure now? He said, I'm sure. I'm positive. I said, okay. Now, when I was doing the message, you know, for this time, I want to let you know that we all have to be, con- we, we have to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. We all have to. But we are starting at different points. So when I talk to you about what's needed for um, change in our lives, know that it's not a formula. Know that it's, you know, you might need a little bit more of this than somebody else. They might need a little bit more of that than, than you need because we're all starting at different places. But we're going to all end up being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Do you hear what I'm saying? Okay. Okay, we're ready to, to start then. How can you make sure that the Word of God changes you? That you don't fall into a statistic like most of the uh, world and the nation that people can sit in church and not change. Not change. In other words, somebody knew you 10 years ago, and they now talk to you, they see you, they haven't seen you for 10 years, they, they talk to you and spend time with you all, the whole afternoon, and they go back and they tell their wife or their friend, you know, I, met, I saw uh, such and such for the first time, they, they haven't changed. They're still the same. They're still the same things bother them that used to bother them. They haven't changed. I don't want that to be your testimony. I don't want it to be mine. I want to have changed. How about you? Well, what's the first thing? The first thing is that we have to find out, is there such thing as a mixture? You remember we, we left it off at, uh, he said you needed some sugar, right? He said you need the yeast. 
It has to be, the bread has to be uh, not baked. It had to be uh, have some elasticity in it. And when I talked to him this week, I said, is there anything else you need? He said, yes, you've got to have some eggs. That gives it like activity. You've got to have some butter. You've got to have some oil, you know. So he told me those things. So we know that there is a mixture for yeast bread, but is there such thing as a mixture biblically? Biblically. You're not interested in what I think. Biblically. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 4. Now we're going to start on this today, and we might not finish, which is okay, because we have next week. Verse 1 and 2. I'll be reading it, this verse from the King James. Therefore, let us fear, least while a promise remains of entering his rest, anyone should seem to come short of it. For indeed, we have had good news preached to us, just as they also. So the good news, what's the good news? You know, about, you know, deliverance about Jesus Christ, right? It's the it's word of God. You know? The good news, the good news about Jesus. Jesus, they talk about Jesus from Genesis to Revelation. Everything speaks of him. So the good news is about Jesus Christ, okay? They, they had it preached to them just as we also have it preached to us. Listen to what it says now. But the word they heard did not profit them. You mean they can, they can sit under the word, they can listen to Moses read the word, they can listen to any uh, pastor or minister, uh, any teacher read the word and talk about the word, but it doesn't profit them. Because it was not, what? Not mixed or united with what? Faith. Now, when I, was, when I, when I left you, Hanging last week, let's say. Uh, that was my purpose because I told you I didn't know the answer, right? So when I was praying, I had to ask God, is there such thing as a mixture? Because I don't want to be telling the congregation, you know, okay, you know, the, the word for the work, it has to have this, this, this. I don't want to tell you that if there's no such thing as a mixture. But this tells me that the word has to be mixed or united with what? Okay, that's important, isn't it? Huh? It's important. It has to be mixed with faith. Suppose what you hear from me today or from, you know, whoever is not mixed with faith. What's going to happen? It's not going to profit you. Just like it didn't profit them. Okay? Wow. So we know there's such thing as a mixture, right? And we know then that we can start on this mixture type of thing here and see what's happening. The first thing I believe, and, you know, of course, you know, I'm not going to say I believe and, not, and it's not in the Word. You must be born again. How can you have faith and you're not born again? Huh? How can the Word profit you and if you're not born again? It's impossible, isn't it? Impossible. You must be born again. So, so you can sit in a congregation and the Word not profit you. If you're not born again. So that's why it's, it's important for parents to make sure their children are, first of all, they've got to make sure they're born again. Then they have to make sure that their children have the opportunity to come to the Lord at a young age. Because they, 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 they would do it. Guaranteed they'll do it. If you will do that. But you have to live the, the life now. You've got to live it in front of them, not only just talk it. But you've got to be born again. Now, we can go to John chapter 3, verse 3 through 6. And it says here that Jesus answered and said to him, talking about who? Verse 4, Nicodemus. Let's go to verse 4. Uh, Nicodemus asked him a question because he said, Truly, truly, I say unto you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Can't even see it. You, know? you don't even think about it. So you know you're not going to understand anything about kingdom because you can't even see it. And Nicodemus asked him, well, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time his mother's womb and be born? Well, Jesus told him, you know, the rest of the things. So we know that. Are you okay with, with that, knowing that in order to profit, you must be born again? 
Is, are you okay with that? Okay. Let's go on to some, 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 something else. Number two. Now, they are, they're not necessarily in this order after I get to a certain point. Okay? It's not in this order. After I pass the second one, it's not in order. These two is going to be in order. Hebrews chapter 4, we'll go back to that, is a, is a type of, of, and a foretaste of our future Sabbath or, let's say, eternal rest. There are at least five rests, speaking of in the Bible, I'm not going to talk about those because I'm not doing an exegetical um, study of uh, Hebrews chapter 4. But I want you to know that our profession of Christianity must accompany a believing heart. Our profession of Christianity must accompany a, a believing heart. You know, the Romans wrote tell you that you can confess with your mouth, but it also says you must believe where? In your heart. So, you know, when you say somebody's not born again, you really don't know unless you know the person's heart. You see? Uh, so, therefore, uh, just because somebody confessed something, just because they said some words, just because they, somebody led them through the sinner's prayer, does not necessarily mean that they are born again, uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they are not either. Okay, we don't know. We have to wait and see. So it's talking about here falling short of the rest God intended for them when they were reaching, going into Canaan. And a lot, a lot of them, didn't, most of them didn't make it. Those twin above didn't make it. So we must, number two is you must not be in unbelief. You must not be in unbelief. You can't sit and hear the word and, and be in unbelief. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 6 says that, Seeing therefore it remaineth, remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached enter not because of what's the, because of what? Unbelief. Unbelief. Now this unbelief is a little bit different, you know, um, than the, uh, you must have faith, but, it, it, you know, it's, it's used similar. This word means that they're, you, they're in disobedience. The children of Israel, when they were going into Canaan land, they didn't get there. Uh, a lot of them, most of them, 20 and above, they didn't get there because of disobedience. That's what it, they didn't get there. They, were, they didn't have a, a willingness. They were unwilling to be persuaded. Moses couldn't persuade them. Joshua couldn't persuade them. Caleb couldn't persuade them. They cried in their tents. You know, they, they complained. They wanted to go back to Egypt. They were in willful unbelief, obstinance. That's what they were in. Okay? In the New Testament, it corresponds with the use of the word or the verb unbelief, which opposes the gracious words and the, and, and, and the purposes of God. You can't sit in a congregation and expect to profit if you have unbelief. You can't do it. Okay? You're going to have to believe the Word of God. The Word of God is inerrant. Do you hear what I'm saying? The Word of God is true. If you doubt some of the Word of God, what part are you going to believe? If someone would tell you lies sometime, not all the time, but sometime, what are you going to believe? Did they tell you? You don't know what to believe. Because you know that they will lie to you sometime, but you just don't know, you know, which time. I say you can't, you, you can't sit under the word, you can't do that, you can't read the word, wondering... I wonder whether this is true. I know he wasn't true over there. I don't believe that. So therefore, I really don't know whether this is true. You can't do that. You can't do that. It must be that you believe that the word of God is true. Just tell me what the word says. Tell me the context. Because I want to read the context now. Don't, don't give me something out of context. To make it say what you want to say. I wanted to say what it's saying to the, to the hearers. Because of... Because everybody in the Bible, they were talking to somebody. Why were they talking to that person? What were they going through? What was happening? What did the hearers hear? I need to know all those things to know 
whether it's in a proper context. Okay? So, how can we make sure that we'll change? One thing I said, we must be born again. Another thing I said, we cannot sit there and be in unbelief. Okay? Another one is that we can't have a hard heart. We cannot have a hard heart. We have to have a tender heart. You know, our heart can't be hardened to the things of God. Let's look at Psalm 95, uh, verse 6 through 11. It's on the screen. It says, Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pastor and the sheep of His hand. Today, if you would hear His voice, do not harden your hearts. Now, who, did, who hardened their hearts? The children of Israel when they were at Meribah, they, in the day of Massa, in the wilderness, they hardened their hearts. It says in verse 9, When your fathers tested me, they tried me, though they had seen my work. Has God done great and mighty things in your life? He says that though he had done great and mighty things in their life, in Egypt to bring them out of Egypt, bring them you know, across the Red Sea and all those type of things through it, then why is it that they wouldn't trust him? Why were they still in unbelief? Why? He's saying, don't harden your hearts. When you hear the word of God, bow to it. <laughs> you know, when you hear the word of God, agree to it. Agree to it. Be tender-hearted towards the Word of God. Because the Word of God is alive, it's true. It's Jesus speaking to us. Now, what we want to do is make sure that we change. I want to make sure my heart is tender. I want to make sure that I'm not hard about certain things. And see, you can be tender about things you like and hardened about things you don't like. And that's not going to get it because you can't pick and choose what you're going to harden your heart to and what you're going to be tender about. You've got to be tender about the hard things because as we talk about it a little later, you'll find out to be changed, you need that. Let's go to another one. Now, you don't have to write them down. You don't have to try to memorize them, anything like that. Uh, some things are going to stick out to you and some things not because I know the children, they, they, they're not watching me. They're watching the money. So it's okay. You know, as long as they can hear. Do they have hearing ears? You know, do they have hearing ears? Okay. How do you make sure you're changed when you hear the Word of God, when you're sitting on the Word of God, when you're sitting in church? How do you make sure you're changed? You must acknowledge your need for the Holy Spirit to change you and be sensitive to Him. You must acknowledge that Holy Spirit... I need you. I need you. You must change me. Do you realize that we cannot change ourselves? Even though we say that how can you, you know, uh, sit and be changed, you know, not sit there and not be unchanged, how can you make sure you're changed? You have to have this. You have to, you have to understand that the Holy Spirit is the one who changes us. You have to understand that we can't change ourselves. If we could, we wouldn't need God. I can't change myself. Everything that's happened in my life is good, has been because of the leading of the Holy Spirit, because of God having mercy on me. I had to participate. I had to be responsible for something. You know. But it's him who led me. Matter of fact, even when I had to do something, you know, um, because you just can't lay in bed and expect you know, that he's going to do everything for you, I had to do something. He still was the one who calls me, who gave me the ability to do. He gave me the will to do. Do you understand? Okay. All right. Now I could stop here, and since I know that the you know the people are wide awake, you know, the teenagers in particular, 
I can ask the teenagers, I say, okay, come up, I can call on any one of them. Come, come up here, give me two of the four I've already named. You know? Are y'all ready, teens? Should I call on you or should I wait? Okay, I'll wait then. I'll wait. Okay, I'll wait. Okay. Listen to John chapter 14, verse 22. But the helper... The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. My goodness, that's all things now. And bring to your remembrance that all that I said to you. John 16, 13, 14. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what is to come. He shall glorify me. This is Jesus talking. For he shall take a mind and shall disclose it to you. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. How can we be sure that we're going to be changed? We have to acknowledge that, Holy Spirit, I need you. Speak to me. Show me. Don't let me sit here and not change. I want to change. At home, it starts there. You need to be asking the Holy Spirit, uh, husband, Holy Spirit, lead me, guide me, change me, that I will love my wife as Christ loves the church and gave himself for the church. This is when the church was unlovable, right? Not even, you know, anywhere close to being lovable. He gave his life for us. And the wife should be saying, oh, Holy Spirit, lead and guide me. Lead and guide me. I want to be submissive. I want to follow my husband just like the church does Christ. And all the teens are saying, Holy Spirit, I want to be obedient to my parents. Right? I want to obey my parents. Now I hear the amen on that. I didn't hear no amen on the husbands. I didn't hear no amen on the wives. <laughs> and you see that teens, what they want you to do, they want you to obey the word, but they don't want to obey the word. And that's not right. That's not right. You know? Teens, we're going to pray that they get changed. And be sitting in this congregation don't change. Come on, they gonna, we're going to change them. Number five. Not in, in number, but it's five. Now, so far we've named, named how many? Four, okay. Give me one of them. Got to be born again. No unbelief. Tenderhearted. Okay, got to have the Holy Spirit working in our lives, right? Okay? Come on now, come on. Let, come. let me hear it, let me hear it, team. One of them is what? Be born, come on teens, come on. Be born again, what's another one? No unbelief, what's another one? Tender heart, I like that, I like that. What's another one? The Holy Spirit, I like that. Woo, oh, those teens, give the teens a hand. Oh, they're coming, they're coming. They're coming, yeah. Another one is, if we're going to be sure that we're changed, we must be humble. We must be humble, okay? Very important. To be humble. It says in James chapter 4, verse 6 and verse 10, But he gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. So that tells me, if I'm going to be changed, I want to make sure that I'm changed, I want to be in humility because I know that if I'm in pride, I know that God is resisting me. He may want to change me, but I'm so proud. I'm not going to hum myself in his presence. And another ver verse says, hum yourself under the mighty hand of the Lord, that he may exalt you in due time. You're not going to hum yourself under the word because you don't want to hum yourself under that particular word. Another word, yes, but not that word. You're not going to be changed. We're not going to be changed. Now remember, everybody's starting off at different points, right? Remember that this painter mixer, this paint mixer, he's trying to get you towards 
conform to the, uh, to, to the, um, everybody looking the same, which is, I say spiritually, spiritually I say is being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, but he is in natural, so he says of some form of brown. That's what he's trying to get you, some form of brown. So therefore, I don't know how much you're going to need of this color, of that color, I don't know. You may need more hum- humility. I might need a triple dose of humility, you know, because I'm so proud. Proud. I might need more of this, more of that. I don't know what I might need, but the Holy Spirit knows of it. So therefore, I'm submitted to him. I'm, I'm exalting him and say, hey, you've got to change my Holy Spirit. Don't let me stay the same. Number six, how do I make sure that I'm changed? I need to elevate the Word of God. I need to elevate the Word of God. In other words, I need to, the Word of God has to be the standard of my life. It has to be something that I say, this is it. Nothing else. If you tell me something's not in here, I'm not going to listen to it because it's not the truth. I want the truth. Tell me the truth. Even if it hurts, tell me the truth. That's what I want to hear, the Word of God. That's how, how, how you got to elevate the Word of God. Now, you got to elevate it to a point now that you will be are willing to get in the Word because, tell me, I'm telling you now, you got to hear me now. You can't just sit in church and get what you need. You can't even listen to it on TV and get what you need. You can't listen to it on a CD and get what you need. You can't listen to it on your uh, iPod, your MP3. You can't do it and get what you need. I'm telling you, you can't do that. Because God is not a God that he's going to allow you uh, to have a relationship with him, a distant relationship where you're just looking at TV, you just uh, listen to it. You can do all that, and that's good. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. That's good. That's just adding to it. That's just desserts. But he wants a relationship, a personal relationship with you. He wants you opening your Bible. And you, if, if you think you're going to come to church and be changed, you're for a rude awakening. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I believe that's why so many people all over the nation, all over the world, uh, one of the reasons they're not changed because they won't let the paint, paint mixer put a dose of this word in them. You've got to have some word. You've got to get in this word and, and, and read it for yourself. It's something about... You know, looking in the mirror, you know, in the perfect law of liberty that changes you. Do you hear what I'm saying? You see? That's, what, that's what's important. And so uh, what the enemy tries to do, he knows, he knows that, that that's an ingredient. He knows that. He knows that, oh, I'm going to get them busy. He knows that, oh, I, you know, they, they, can't, they can't do that because they don't understand it, you know. They don't know how to read the Bible for all this work. They're going to just wait till they hear it on Sunday. They're going to look at TV and listen to it, you know, brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so and get it. No, uh-uh, you're not going to change. He knows it. So you got you to you tell him, hey, get behind me, Satan. I'm going to get in this word. I'm going to prioritize that thing. I'm getting in the Word. Teenagers, get in the Word of God. Do you have a Bible? Do you have a Bible, teenagers? Do y'all know what a Bible is? (laughs) Do you have a Bible, Jacob? You got one? All right. You got one too, Justin? All right. Just want to make sure. The children got to have Bibles. They got to have Bibles. You got yours with you? You don't have it with you, but you got one. All right. Got to have a Bible. Now, the next question is, are you in it? <laughs> now, all of us have Bibles, don't we? Just about. We're in America. We have Bibles. You know, we, we, you know if you know that Elder Sam's coming to your house, Elder John coming to your house, you get in. <laughs> Does that thing, obviously, because you don't get in it. Come on. Oh, uh, come on. We got to get in this word. Make time to get in the Word. You're not going to change. I guarantee you. I guarantee you, you're not going to change like that. God wants you to change if all you're doing is listen to messages. You're not going to do it. God wants an intimate relationship with you, and so therefore, He wants to talk to you personally. You know? Yes. Keep doing what you're doing, but just add to it. Don't, don't neglect the weight of your matters. You remember I talked about last week. Don't, don't, don't neglect that. How do you make sure that you'll change? Uh, Virgil taught on it uh, the second Sunday of this month. You've got to have an attitude of gratitude. I'm telling you, it, it, comes along, uh, it goes a long ways, you know. 
how, how, can, how can the Holy Spirit change you if you're not grateful for what he's already done? You see? You remember, that, you remember Virgil talked about the ten who? Did he talk about, you didn't talk about no Virgil. Where were they? <laughs> they? They listened to a different message, brother. See, they were sitting on the word, they didn't even hear you. They, see, they didn't hear you, brother. Come on, I heard you. I heard you, man. I, I, I got that thing, man. Because when I come to church, I told you, I want to hear the word. I want to know what's being said because I got to change, you see. He was talking about the ten lepers. One came back and said, thank you, Lord. He was, he was not only healed, all of them were healed, but that one was made whole. That's, that, that was important, see. And some of you should have looked up what whole was because why I get healed, do you know leprosy uh, it, 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 uh, eats up parts of your body? I mean, and so some of them didn't have noses, all their nose. Some didn't have all the ears, all the fingers, because they didn't know, you know, because they, they, they leprosy um, mess with the, I guess it's your, your nerves and things. They, they didn't know when, when they were um, getting burned or anything. But see, this one leper, when they came out with this gratitude, this one leper, he got made whole. Those others just got healed. They still didn't have a nose. You see? Huh. I, I paid attention. I paid attention, brother. Yeah. I want to change. Yeah, I want to change. So I want to have an attitude of gratitude. Very important. How do you make sure that you're changed? How do you make sure you change? You have to persevere and not give up. Some people are not changed. God is on the, right on the brink getting ready to start to change me. And I get up and move off the table. He's going to do an operation on this thing because he, he knows what I need. And I don't like what he's doing. So I get up. Yeah. Oh, this is the wrong time to get up. You got to persevere. 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 It's very important. Very important. Change takes place. Let me deviate a little bit uh, from my notes. Ch- change takes place when you're in the body that God has called you to be in. And you stay in that body, regardless of what happens, as long as it's not sin. I mean, you know, as long as it's not sin. Now, if the, if the elders get in sin, you know, I'm in sin, you know, you can't tell us nothing, we're just in sin. I mean, you just sin, sin, sin. Everybody knows I'm sin. The sinners outside know we're in sin, you know. Then you don't need to be here. You hear what I'm saying? But as long as it's not sin, then... You need to stay put because God is going to change you because when does he change you? Just when something starts rubbing you the wrong way. That's when he's getting ready to operate on you. Okay? He's getting ready to do a work in your life, see? I want to change. I know that the Elder John, you ought to have, you ought to have seen him when, 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 when he was young, you see? A mess. You know, a mess. <laughs> but look at him now. Man of God, you know, got a family. Look at, look at, look at his beautiful wife. Well, you know, got beautiful children. He didn't know how to hold children, you know. Look at him. He got, he got children holding his children, you know. Uh, Elder Sam, I, me, a mess, a mess. I'm going to say a mess, a mess, a mess, you know. A mess, you know. And every last one of them had to go through something to get to where they are now. And it wasn't pretty. It was not pretty. If you know the history, you know the story, in which most of you don't know, none of you know, really. I know, you know. Uh, but God did a work in them. Me, I was the worst of all. And I'm being honest now. I'm not just being humble, you know, because uh, there's a false humility too, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I was worse than all. You know? One of the pastors had to get one of the uh, leaders from a, uh, another church to come and tell me, I need to straighten up, you know, because uh, I was just a mess. I thought I was, I thought I was, I thought I was the best thing since popcorn, you know, with butter on it, you know, and <laughs> want nothing, you know, but didn't know it, you know. Uh, so I was a mess. I was a mess, but but I stayed put. I stayed put, you know. It was it was a time where I wanted to leave, you know. Uh, you know, they were trying to help me leave too, uh, but. <laughs> But I stayed put, I stayed put, I stayed put, 
and God did an operation in my life. I mean, it, it was not that, that I did something. God did an operation in my life. And so I put it on my license plate, His grace, because it's only by the grace of God that I stand before you. I'm telling you. He did a work in my life because I stayed put. That's important. That's important now, okay? How do you change? You'd have to persevere, you know? How do you make sure you change? Desire to learn from the authority that's over you. Desire to learn from the authority over you. Desire to learn from the person God put before you. Um, you know, don't, don't despise the elders. You know, don't despise me, you know, uh, because you, something don't go your way or you don't like something, whatever. Because you, you're not going to change. I guarantee you, you're not going to change. Uh, if, you, if you dislike the person who's talking to you, don't you know you're not going to listen? You're not going to listen. It's not going to happen, I'm going to tell you. It's not going to happen. You'll sit there and you won't get a thing because you don't like the person, you don't like the vessel that's coming through. It can be the word of God. It really doesn't matter to you. You just don't like the person. You don't like the vessel, you know, because of something they did. That will, that will keep you from changing. You, you know what I'm talking I'm talking about real stuff now. I'm talking about real stuff now. I'm not talking about hypothetical stuff either. I'm talking about stuff that's been forged in the fire that, you know, been walked out, okay? How do you make sure you change? You got to ask someone who cares about you to evaluate your strengths and weaknesses. And I've told you that in, in a message, not last Sunday, but Sunday before that, you got to have people around you that will tell you the truth. Because most people that are around you are going to agree with you. Because they don't want to hurt your feelings. You know? You've seen people like that. How does this look? You know? And then you say, oh, yeah, it looks all right, you know? Uh, man, the thing looks terrible, you know? It's terrible, you know? T- don't wear that, you know? <laughs> Take that off. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm serious. And it can be the same way with the Word of God. What, what you just said is just not the Word of God. Come on, you, you're a better person than that. You know, you're a better person than that, you know? You've got to speak the Word. What you're talking about right now is not the Word of God, and it's going to cause you problems, it's going to cause your children problems, it's going to cause, you know, you're going to set into motion that thing that, that uh, uh, James said, that little thing in your mouth is going to set the, your whole course of life on, on fire. You need to repent of what you just said. Your friends don't want to hear that. I'm telling you. And they won't be your friends long unless they want to change. Okay? And they don't need to be your friends if they don't want to change because they're going to drag you down. Okay? I've seen many people do that. They're fallen people because they don't want to hurt people. You know? They've gotten a soul tied with the person. You see? That's not good, is it? Not good at all. Okay? Respond correctly to the word. Respond correctly to the word. That's very important. Now, I've given you some things here that you can make sure. And uh, I know you're not going to remember all those, but it's okay. All you have to do is go to our website, and it's up there. And you can write it down. Because I guarantee you, you're going to walk it out one way or the other. You're going to change. I'm going to change. Or I'm going to stay the same. Or pretty much the same. And I don't want to stay the same. I want to change. Okay, I'm not going to embarrass anybody, so I, I do want the, uh, somebody to come up. Uh, one of the little ones from uh, until, let's say, up to, let's say, 10 or 12. Let's say 12. Let's say 12. Okay? And then, then I'm going to have one of the teens come up. Okay, anybody jump up that you want to, you know? Okay, I know you want to come and get this money, okay? I started, I started to get about $20 and throw it out here, you know. But I, but I know I'd be attacked and mugged because I'm in church, you know. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> hot dog, I got some people coming up here, okay. Oh, two, see, I got, I got three. I got three now, see. Now, I cannot do this now. I, I cannot give up where everything. Y'all come on up, I can't. I don't have so much money. Come on now. <laughs> okay, now, uh, I have to be fair. Now, Jesus Christ is, he's true, he loves children, but he's also just, isn't he? Now, I can't give you money if you don't give me the right answer. Okay? All right. Do you understand that now? Okay. Can't give you money if you don't have the right answer. And it's not to embarrass you or anything like that. Okay? We just give you a hand. Say, oh, that was so good. That's so good. You know? 
Uh, but you missed it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's all right. They need to learn. They need to, they need to learn. They need to start learning early. You know. <laughs> okay. The truth. That's it. That's it. Okay. Are y'all ready? Okay. Tell the congregation your name. Let, let's stand so they can see you. Uh, y'all stand and look at them. Turn and look at them. Okay. And then I'll turn around this way. Okay. Okay. Give them your name. Give the people your name. Christopher, okay, this is Christopher. Give Christopher a hand. He came up here. Everybody didn't come up here. Now, obviously, I don't have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight dollars, but I know that somebody gonna, gonna spot me. I know that, you know? Because <laughs> I had to get spotted. <laughs> This three dollars. I don't keep no money, you know? Okay, Christopher, give me one thing that you have to make sure of to change. I talked about, you know, about six, seven, eight, nine, ten of them. But, you know, tell me one, just one. When you hear a sermon, you have to have faith. Wow! My goodness gracious! Okay, you can, you can go sit down. Give them a hand. My goodness gracious! Hey, somebody with some money spot me because it's giving out, man. I got to it's giving out. <laughs> um, okay, give the congregation name. Your name. Okay, louder. Jonathan. Okay, this is Jonathan. Dadio, give him a hand. Okay. They are brave for coming up here. Okay, um, tell the congregation something that you learned. Okay, don't say the same thing he said that you, you missed it. Okay, you can't say that. Y'all already know that, don't you? You cannot say what somebody else said. <laughs> okay. Life group. Huh? Life group. Okay, that's good. Now, that's good. He said life group, okay? He, he did hear that, didn't he? Give him a hand. He did hear that. Okay? Okay. But it was not the right answer I needed. Okay? That's okay, Jonathan. You, you're a tough man. You're a tough man. Okay? Okay. Give him your name. Victoria. Okay, Victoria. Give us one thing that I talked about that you have to hear. Oh, look at Victoria, boy. I know you didn't take those notes. I know you didn't take. You can't write. How you gonna take notes? You know? She said, she said, she said, she said, she said, she said I can write. She said, I can write. Okay. Look, you can look at your notes. It's all right. Hey, did she wrote this thing. Because this is not verses writing, and this is not Jesus writing. Did you wrote this thing? Yet? This girl wrote two notes. Give her a hand. My goodness gracious. My goodness gracious. Adults learn, okay? Okay, give us one, one thing. Anything you want, you want to know. That's a good one right there. Easy. Elevate. Elevate the word of God. Give her a hand. Here it is, girl. My goodness gracious. Wow. You, do you have notes too? You have notes too? Okay, you don't have no notes too. Okay. It's in his heart, okay? Uh, somebody got to have some more dollar bills now, okay? Okay, give him your name. Justin. Oh. Justin. Okay, Justin. Any one thing that you heard They didn't say. You can't say elevate the word of God. You can't say what the first one said, which was in faith. Okay? Anything to have, else? To, to have faith, you... That's good. That's good. Can you think of another one? Can you think of another one? Give him a hand. Give him a hand. That's good. That's good. Okay? It's okay, though. It's okay. See, the first person said that. Okay? But it's okay because you heard it. Okay? I love you anyway. Okay? Good job. Okay, good job. Okay. Okay, we're ready. We're ready. Okay, uh, see, you don't ever talk to me. I try to talk to you in the hall. You don't talk to me now. You're going to talk, aren't you? Okay, there you go. What's your name? Jaden. You can talk. This girl, she don't talk to me outside, boy. She run from me, you know. Okay, Jaden, what did you hear? Anything that you hear is not faith and not, you know, uh, elevate the word of God. What else? Anything? You didn't hear anything else? You sure? But you're a trooper because you came up here and you opened your mouth. You talk. Give a hand. Yeah. Okay. Give a hand. Okay. What's your name? Virgil. Virgil. Okay. Uh, tell us anything you heard and remember besides elevate the word and faith. Do not give up. Oh, my goodness gracious. Persevere. Not give up. Here you go. That's good. That's good. Praise God, boy. Okay. I got two left. Give me two teenagers. Any two teenagers? I got some teenagers over there. I got some. Oh, you're not a teenager. Yes, you are. No, oh, 
Yeah, come on up then. In a, in a, give him a teenager. Give him a teenager quick. Give him somebody. Okay. Come on, give him somebody. Okay. Anyone? You're giving him. Okay. All right. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. I hope y'all don't mind me, you know, uh, doing this with the kids. Because uh, Jesus, he didn't turn his children away, did he? Okay. All right. Good. Okay. So we want to do the same thing. Okay. We, we've already got two, three. Three of them gone. Okay. What three have gone? Faith. Elevate the word of God and perseverance. That's gone. Okay. <laughs> Boy, this thing is increasing. <laughs> okay. Uh, give us one. Um, be humble. Wow. Give her a hand. What's your name? Jillian. Huh? Jillian. 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 Okay. Thank you, brother. Give, her, give Jillian a hand. Okay. Here you go, Jillian. Boy, she's all right. Okay, give me your name. Gillian. Okay, Gillian. Okay, give us one. She took notes. Look at that. She got her nose more. Look at that. Um, you have to have an attitude of gratitude. Praise God. She's from Amherst, isn't she, huh? Oh, my goodness. Hey, here you go. My goodness gracious here. Okay, give me your name. Sarah. Okay, sir. To, uh, not to have a hardened heart all the time. Wow. Woo! My goodness gracious. That girl got it. My goodness gracious. Okay, give me your name. Isaac. Isaac. Okay. Give me one. Tender worded. Huh? Tender worded. Tender worded? Okay, she said, uh, uh, you know, and I have a hardened heart, which is tender hearted. Okay? But you did all right. Give him a hand. Give him a hand. Okay. What's your name? Alex. Alex, okay. Give us one that you haven't heard now. I don't have one anymore. Okay. I just had it, but someone else said it. Okay, but that's okay, though. He came. Give him a hand. That's a good man. Good man. Okay. This is $2 there for um, somebody. You, you gave me some of them yours? I'll split with you, Sam. Okay. All right. Let's stand to your feet. God is good, isn't he? Anytime we have the children in the service like that, uh, the teenagers are usually in the service, but the little kids are not. And uh, little kids can hear and they can understand uh, also. And they need to have some uh, discipline, you know, to listen uh, to the word of God also. And I know that you are doing a great job at home doing that. Next week, uh, some of you probably be traveling and others be, uh, vi- people be visiting you and all those type of things. So we want to make sure you have traveling mercies also. And we'll close the service at this time.